Weekend Friends! I am your host, Scott Davis. Right alongside me, the ghost, Jason Hickey. Ooh, ooh. I call him the ghost because he never shows up anymore. Uh, you know, it's not all me. You bailed on me last week, too. One time! And that's because I wasn't feeling that well, and I told you... Actually, it was two weeks ago. Yeah, it was. It was two weeks ago, <laughs> and I wasn't feeling that well. And I even texted you saying, hey... I'm not feeling well. We can do this another time. You still came over to my house, though. Because <laughs> I didn't see the text. <laughs> Folks, as you can tell, it's been a little while since we've uh, since we've recorded. We do apologize for the lack of content that we've been pumping out. Sorry. <laughs> L- life's just been pretty busy. It has. It has. He has lots of children that have <laughs> lots of sporting activities. Yeah. Luckily, they're fall activities, so winter should be A-OK. Yes, and that's when we have a lot of stuff coming out. Uh-huh. A lot of stuff. But we're going to talk about stuff right now. Yes. Which is The Bad Batch, mm-hmm. episodes 11 through 13. Yes. Now, 11 and 12, great episodes. Yes. I, um, I very much enjoyed those. They, one moved right into the other and, yep. and told and a nice, complete story. They actually connected to other Star Wars stuff. Right. And I, it bears being noted, episode 11, uh, Devil's Deal, The Bad Batch were in it for two minutes. Maybe. Yeah. It was not a story about them. Yes. Episode 13, though, there's very rarely been an episode where we say you could skip it. Episode 13, which is called uh, Infested, was completely pointless. Yes. But we will go over all of that now. Yes. Starting off with episode 11, where we actually meet the Sandulas. Yeah. As, you know, we actually, we've met the Sandulas before. Uh, We met Chan Sandula back in the Clone Wars, and we also see him... You did. Yes, <laughs> I have. Uh, but we also uh, see him later in Rebels because Chan Sandula is the father ah. of Hera Sandula. And Hera Sandula is the lead pilot of the Ghost. Okay. Which was the second reason why I called you a ghost. Now I understand. And this makes a tiny bit of sense now. I have never watched Rebels. Okay. And I, I will yeah. once I finish up Clone Wars eventually. But if, if you notice, it was like in episode 11 and 12, because they actually they run right into each other. They're, you know, they're very consecutive. Um, the main person you were following was Hera. Yes. So you were probably like, who the hell is she? I had no idea. I, and the thing is, I, I kind of figured that some of these characters we have seen before, because mm-hmm. I, I'm always aware that when you... When this show introduces a character that kind of like has something going on, mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they have they they appeared in the Clone Wars at some point during mm-hmm. those seven seasons that they have some sort of backstory in this universe. Yeah. Otherwise, the show kind of goes out of its way to tell you who they are, mm-hmm. and if they don't, okay, then then I can look forward to seeing them on Clone Wars. Yes, with Chan Sandula, you saw him in Clone Wars. Okay, as I said, he was you know the leader of the Resistance for the Twi'leks. And you know, he's a big he's a big muckamuck. Yeah, big cheese. <laughs> big cheese. And I do gotta say, I, I like the Twi'leks. Yeah, I don't know. There's something about them. They're just they're just alien enough that yeah. you know they're different. And yeah. there's some decent Twilight characters. I mean, they're different colors. They have tentacles coming out of there, or, or you know, they're not called tentacles. They're uh, they're called oh, what, I'm gonna I'm gonna forget. The, yeah, forget whatever, whatever. Biological gobbledygook. They're tentacles. Yes, <laughs> they're cool. But you also, they're, they're like the physiology themselves, like if they're thin or fat, uh, it was very few fat ones that you've seen. I was going to say, I noticed that the uh, the leader that they were dealing with in episode 11 was 
rotund. Yes. So they actually have very high metabolism. Okay. So uh, the, the Twi'leks actually are always thin unless they're gluttonous. Which is why there's sexy Twi'lek dancers because yes. they tend to be thin. They tend to be thin. So except for, you know, like I said, uh, if they're uh, stationary and gluttonous and not really doing much, then you they start to become rotund. Okay. So they're essentially the Baron Harkonnen. Yes. Okay. All right. So it's, it's to, because Star Wars and Dune, there's a lot of parallels. Oh, yeah. And I, I love George Lucas, but anybody who thinks that Star Wars is just this wholly original piece of art. No. Has not consumed enough no. media. <laughs> I, I mean, just, just look at the, you know, the Spice Melange and, and Spice and Star Wars. Yeah. I mean, they're the same thing. Yeah. Arrakis and Tatooine. Tatooine. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, I mean, come on. And, and it's fine. I mean, creators borrow from other creators. They're influenced mm-hmm. by other creators. And that's totally fine. I have absolutely no problem with it. Even when they don't come out and say that, oh, yeah, I was inspired to make Tatooine a desert planet because Arrakis rocks. It's fine because you can see it. And as long as he does something cool with it, I'm cool with it. Yeah. And the thing is, he's not trying to completely appropriate it. What he is doing is he is paying homage to it. Right. Uh, whereas in A New Hope versus Force Awakens, that wasn't paying homage. That was <laughs> that was literally just, you know, that was following it. beat for beat and hoping no one noticed. Yes. So so there, there is a difference, which is why us geeks, we, you know, we either adore something and we like, oh, that was a great homage. Or we'll say, no, that was just yeah. pure crap. Exactly. I, I think what it comes down to for me is you can borrow as much as you want from other other media, other mediums. You know, yeah, other mediums, as long as you're doing something cool with it. Mm-hmm. And I think George Lucas undeniably did something very cool with Star Wars. Oh, definitely. And definitely. that's why he can get away with, you know, borrowing from this other things. Whereas, like you said, Episode 7, they, they borrowed from themselves and basically did everything. They, they renamed a couple things yeah. and did everything the exact same. And in retrospect, it kind of sucks. It does. But... When you have an episode like this, uh, eleven and twelve, we're not gonna when they're not doing you know complete you know ripping off of the characters or anything like that. Right, playing homage to the characters we've already seen, and you get to see how Harris starts to learn how to fly, you know how she became why she loves being a pilot, yeah, and things like that. So there's a lot of homages in this episode, and I mean this was that was a long drawn out conversation of of it's homages. a conversation worth having, though. but it's a conversation <laughs> worth having, yes. I had, to, I had to bring us back in. I know. I had to bring us back in. It's good work. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't think I knew I was going to be able to do that, did you? I was wondering. <laughs> I, I kind of let us off on a tangent. Yes, yes. Jason has admitted that he is the one that let us off on the tangent. Yes, I did that one. I'm catching up to Scott. About 40 more tangents and I, I'll be even. Oh, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> but... The episode is, uh, we're seeing Owen Frenta, who is the uh, big rotund uh, yeah. senator. He is uh, trying to gather the support of the Twi'lek people to be with the Empire. Yes. But the Empire is trying to cut down the police force in the Twi'leks. They, they don't want to have Twi'leks. They have their own police force anymore. Yeah. Um, you know, things to that nature. They're, they're a totalitarian regime. And, exactly. And they're exercising their power. And Yes. Um, it, it did have sort of a, in my mind, uh, how the um, the Allied forces treated Germany. Okay. During World War II. At the end of World War II. Right. I mean, they were the, you know... 
they were the Axis, <laughs> not part right. of the Allied, and they were the defeated ones. But it was, you know, they had to chat, they had to tear it down first before they can right. actually rebuild it. I mean, that's that's the big that's kind of the big difference. Well, actually, I should ask first. The Twi'leks were on the side of the uh, the Republic. So, see, that's the difference. Is yes, they yes, were not a separatist. Yeah, they were a Republic. If they were separatists, I would completely understand the Empire doing this. Yes, but. Theoretically, I'm, they but, were on but, the same side. No, that's what I'm saying. This, but the only thing I can have in my mind is is the what the Allies did to the Germans or the Japanese. You, you, either one, they did they did it to both. Right. But it was, you know, the Japanese was really just the U.S. that did that. Uh, for the um, for Germany, it was you know U.S. and France, everyone and, <laughs> and Russia. <laughs> it was it was Europe. It was Europe <laughs> and the U.S. that did it. So, <laughs> uh, so that's why I used no, and and I see the comparison. But either way, the Twi'leks, he was trying to get the support of Cham Sundula, the Twi'lek war hero, and it didn't go as he expected. Nope. <laughs> Basically, this guy couldn't do it. He couldn't He couldn't sell out his people. No, but he also, he wouldn't try to stop the rebellion again. Right. Uh, whereas his, um, you know, his right-hand man, which I forgot his name, you know, pretty much was like, yeah, we're still doing that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And he even uh, brings in Hera and Chopper. Yeah. Sorry, my Boston accent came up. Chopper. Chopper. <laughs> Hera and Chopper. He's wearing a Red Sox jersey too, folks. <laughs> yeah. And Hera is young. Yes. I kind of get the impression. I don't, I don't remember if they ever said her age, but she seems like she's a teenager. Well, you got to remember this. We saw at the beginning of the season, we saw a young Jedi. A young one. Yes. Who is going to become the Jedi in Rebels. Right. And you haven't seen him, so I'm not trying to say it. Well, it's Freddie Prince Jr. I know it's, I know it's that guy. Yeah. I can't All remember right. his name off the top of my head. It's fine. I'm not going to say it because I want you to watch that. I want you to realize <laughs> that that's who it was. But you see him in the beginning of the season, and you see Hera, who's just a little bit older than he is. Okay. So you got to remember, they, they're going to be in the same age right. range. Yeah. Uh, and so it's, it's trying to keep that in the range because... Honestly, from the beginning of the season till now, it's probably, what, three months? Yeah, it's not that long. Yeah. And refresh my memory, Rebels takes place before episode four, right? It takes place before um, Rogue Hope. One. Oh, oh, okay. yeah, so okay. Uh, not like instantaneously before Rogue One, but like maybe a f- like a year before Rogue One. Okay. Um, but yeah. Either way, it's, you know, 17, 18 years. The reason why I say that specific is in Rogue One, you actually see Hera's ship. The ghost. Really? In it. Huh. Yeah, you wouldn't have noticed. See, you now it. I'm going to have to go back and watch Rogue One after I watch Rebels. Yeah. Because that's that's a pretty cool touch. Also, Chopper. Chopper. <laughs> chopper. <laughs> Get to the Chopper. Sorry. Chopper <laughs> is also in Rogue One. Okay. Chopper is the droid. Well, it's still, though, I like it that they bring characters from the animated series yes. into live action. Now, when I drop my R's from now on, I'm not going to correct myself, okay? Yes. I will just... Be my Bostonian self. He's from Boston. He can't help himself. Uh, it's kind of true. <laughs> um, but the right hand of Chan, you know, goes to a moon with Hera, and they are trying to get some, you know, restocking of of supplies. Right. Because uh, part of Onfritar's mandate was all weapons had to be turned into the Empire. Mm-hmm. So on the moon, they meet up with the Bad Batch, and that is the two minutes we see the Bad Batch. Exactly. Literally, the only two minutes you see the Bad Batch. Yes, uh, <laughs> and the, you know, they get the uh, they get the stuff. They get the um, you know, and then they go back to 
the planet, and then there's a, sol- a slight chase, which is pre- a pretty good chase. Yep. And uh, this is where we have Crosshair. I, I like that they keep bringing him back throughout the season, mm-hmm. leading, you know, regular troopers. And, it, you know, it's, an, it's a nice little surprise. I'm glad he's not in every episode. Yes. But So, I mean, this episode is, you know, going to, you know, end with a cliffhanger that begins at the next episode. Yeah, because this, this, it's one story, these mm-hmm. two episodes. And the cliffhanger is Crosshair takes a shot at Onrita. Mm-hmm. And they made it look like, or think that it was Chan that took the shot, so they're blaming Chan, so that they're going to arrest him, you know, trying to find a way to arrest him. And they also made it look like that you think Onfrita is dead. Yes. In case you have not caught on, the Empire is bad. And the Stormtroopers are also bad. Yes. Oh, go ahead. So now we are in episode 12. They, uh, they've arrested uh, Chan, his wife, you know, uh, the... The, the right-hand man, but Hera's still, you know, off on the side. She was sort of, you know, free. Yeah. Uh, so she runs off, and she communicates with Omega. Mm-hmm. Because they actually became little friends during that small little, you know, two minutes on the moon. Yeah, because the age difference isn't massive. No. And uh, she calls them to try and get the Bad Batch back to help escape, you know, to help get, you know, the, the Twilight Rebels out of jail. Yes. Then we also find out that one free tie is not dead. Yeah. Well, it's because he's terrible. Yes. <laughs> uh, this episode, I'm going to go over pretty quickly, whereas the other one, there was a lot of, you know, There was a lot stuff. of setup for that one, and then this one's the payoff. Yeah, this one's so. the payoff. There's, you know, they went, they did the uh, the rescue. It was actually a pretty cool rescue. Oh, yeah. So they uh, they go and they uh, they went to rescue uh, Chan and, and the others, mm-hmm. and... It was just, it was, it was a good combination. You know, this was really a Hera-centered episode, which is why I wanted to really go over Hera and Chan and, you know, you know homages and things like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, they finally, they were able to get, um, they were able to get them all off the planet, uh, whereas everyone actually stayed on the planet, uh, but they were able to, you know, rescue them because Chan and, and all of them wanted to stay on the planet so they can actually set up their own the rebellion again. Right. Uh, and actually this time, you know. Right, because now he's gotten over any compunctions he had about not doing that and he's yes. diving in. Yes. Uh, but they gave, um, Haristo has the way to communicate with Omega and the Bad Batch if in case they ever need him again, which means you'll most likely see Hera again. Oh, yeah. I would imagine. And, and yes, we'll, we'll, I'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> So then we have episode 13, and it is called Infested. Now, this is the episode that, it's not necessarily that it's terrible. There was a great mind chase. Yes. I liked the mind chase. Right, and it had some kind of like horror elements that were kind of cool. Mm-hmm. But it's completely inconsequential to the overall story. Pretty much, except, I mean, there was like a, oh my god, the Pikes are going to do something to... Um, Rhea Perlman's character is um, the owner of the bar. Uh, Sid. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> the Pikes are going to do something to Sid. Oh, no. But no, nothing really happens. It's, it's like everything is, is really contained in this episode. It's not really going to connect. So it's, Unless, it's, it's a good episode. You know, how we went over Stargate and how we, you know, go over you know Highlander and we go over all those shows. And like and these are all episodic. This is an episodic episode. Yes. Now, did we know who the Pikes were before this? Yes. From Clone Wars? Yes. Okay. I have no idea who they were. Also from Solo. Okay. It's been a while since I watched Solo. Yeah, so they they are in Solo. Um, 
and they are, but they are uh, heavily in Clone Wars season seven. Oh, okay. So in, uh, I mean, they're in other seasons as well, but you know, they are heavily in, in season seven. Uh, you don't remember it because uh, I haven't watched it. Well, yeah, <laughs> but I, I talked about it. Uh, yeah, and I just the name is I, I don't rec- I don't remember the name. Yeah, but okay. So I was gonna say maybe this introduced the Pikes, and that was the whole point of this episode. But it didn't even do that. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, I, it might be that they introduced the uh, other character that took over the bar. Uh, Bolo. Yeah, the uh, he was a devil guy, the devil character that got his horn cut off. Yeah, okay. I don't I don't remember the name. But uh, he might come back in the future, if possible. But. Maybe. But the whole thing is, this guy comes in and he muscles out Sid and he takes over her operation. Which means the Bad Batch is not welcome there anymore. And Sid's kind of been in hiding, waiting for them to get back so that she can, you know, get her business back. And mm-hmm. get her position back. And he did this, this guy whose name I can't remember. He did it with the help of the Pikes. And he was going to pay them off in some spice no he he didn't he did it because was he paying protection money to the pikes no he he was just given he, he was selling spice to them he was being a middleman for spice okay so he was just being a middleman that's all he was how did he muscle her out then he just he just had a lot of people he no. had he had he had a lot of you know mercen- mercs with them okay uh so he's like he came in with guns Whereas Sid really has no guns except well, for the bad batch because, himself. Well, Sid deals in influence, not heavy weaponry. She's yes. not that kind of person. She, you know, she does favors and she facilitates agreements and yes. she she'll help you out getting materials. Yeah, she's not a, a gunner. No. So okay, so that's how this guy took over, and he was going to sell spice to the Pikes, which yep. is the very you know fancy substance, and it which was, we, which is one of the reasons why I always bring up the spice and spice melange. Exactly. Time. Yeah. So. You know, it's coming full circle. See? Our rants. See? See? There's a point to our tangents. Yeah, no, 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 no. This is me bringing that stuff <laughs> and You had nothing to do with that. I started the tangent, though. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, it, it's actually Sid's spice that she had stockpiled in her office. And her plan is to steal it before he can give it to the Pikes. And then the Pikes will turn on him and chase him away. And she can take over again. Yes. How are they going to get into the office? They're going to tunnel. Yeah. So there is a uh, there was a mines on that planet that they were on, and they had to go you know through the mines to be able to get to uh, Sid's office because she actually there was an escape hatch in her office area she knows about. Yeah, and so she, but in order to get through the mine area, there's a section that you have to be extremely quiet at mm-hmm. because there are these bat-like creatures. That would just swarm, yeah. and just they just swarm. <laughs> yeah, it was it was a minor horror element in a show yeah. that's meant for you know more aimed towards kids. Yeah, so it was it was a little freaky. It was I, I liked that part of it. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so they get there, they steal the spice, and luckily, I mean, everything actually goes according to plan. Yeah, pretty you much. Know, but then the pikes arrive. Yes. <laughs> and they're like, where's my spice? <laughs> oh, big bad people want to get paid. Uh, so they they literally killed all of his mercs. Yeah. So the, I actually like that because they, not because they were, you know, bland characters or anything, because the Pikes actually lived up to the menace that they are. was described. Yes. 
so they went around, killed all the mercs, and then they had to try and, you know, and then Sid realized that the, like, she was going to get in big, deep poodoo. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they had to go and return the spice back. But the problem was, remember that section I told you where all those bats were? Yeah. Well, the spice on their journey back um, actually fell out of the cart and they fell into the bats area. Yeah. So, yeah. So they had to go back to actually go back and get that (laughs) without actually waking all of them because otherwise they would die from the swarming of the bats. Yes. But we know they're not going to die. How do we know that? Because the show is called The Bad Batch. Eh, they can make new ones. (laughs) But no, they didn't die. Um, They found that the the bats are... Uh, nocturnal and they are photosensitive. Yeah. So if they, you know, see uh, lights will actually, you know, they avoid it. Yeah. Uh, and they would, um, down there picking up the crates and all of a sudden the bats were coming up and then they started shining a big light in there and everything was fine. Yeah. They got the spice back to the pikes. Everyone was honky dory except with the devil guy. Uh, the pikes were like, well, you screwed up. Yeah. And so we're going to cut your horn. Yep. Now he's half a devil guy. Yes. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I thought there was a devil character. I know there's one in the uh, New Hope that is in the cantina. Okay. Uh, but I thought there was one with a horn cut off as well in, a, in a, like a movie or something. And I thought that could have been him. But I, I've looked around and I couldn't find it. Okay. It's a nice touch of it is, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that is the Bad Batch so far. Yes. Now, with episodes 14, 15, and 16, we'll get that out as soon as we can. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we'll be on our regular schedule again by then. Fingers crossed, man. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of catching up to do. We do. We do. We do. But we have actually talked about what's coming up, the pipeline. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of new shows coming up. A lot of Star Trek. Yes. And get, there is going to be three Star Trek series debuting this year. Yes, and, and not just that, but we also have The Wheel of Time. Uh-huh. And we have some more Marvel shows, such as What Ifs, which is actually, today is Tuesday, August 10th. Comes out. What If comes out tomorrow, tomorrow. August 11th. Yes. So, yes, we will be you know talking about What Ifs. We'll be talking about you know other shows that will be coming up, and we still get our, you know, nostalgia stuff to do. Yeah. So, um... We have content. Don't worry about the saying, content. If we can get in here to record, you will have episodes <laughs> to listen to. Yes. <laughs> well, I have been your Geek Scott. I have been your Geek Jason. Thank you for listening and enjoy the rest of your day. <laughs>